0: This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan, and I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer-editor. And This is... Drink!
1: Drink. Drank! Drunk! It's like a reflex... I'm too
0: drunk to talk about it now, but it's like reflexive. (laughs) And this is another thing gets on my nerves, and it's super specific. <laughs> oh my god. Like, putting that lubrication on, like, listen, we're about to go from text to a link. A grammar show with, with a, a drinking, drinking problem. problem. All right, let's do this. Let's talk about it. Word nerds. Drinking. Yeah. Drinking, drunken. All right. I have
1: some big news to share, and I just need to get it off my chest before we move forward. Spill it. In today's episode. Which is, that I have... Gotten a new job. Woohoo! Thank you very much. Um, Morgan's reaction was much better than, than that in real life. <laughs> 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 Just so everyone knows. She's not like, oh, great, thanks for wasting our time. Um, so I got a new job. After 10 years at my current company, I moved wow. on to new opportunities and new style guides and lots of things that make my stomach hurt. Um, although oh I'm excited. But what
0: are you most... Nervous about in relation to writing, grammar, style issues.
1: I am curious, though. I think I already know, but I am curious about their stance on the serial comma. I because I've seen it a couple ways, which um. <laughs> so I think that, I think they don't use it, um, which is what you're used to in is your work I'm, life. That's what I'm used to in my work life, so that's fine. But I'm I'm curious about some things like that because right now I work in tourism. Which is obviously much more casual and, you know, all sorts of things. And and that's not, it's, this is more of like a corporation that I'm going to. So mm-hmm. things are probably not going to be as like, language might not be as casual and fun right now. Though I think that any company actually can do that. Yeah. It just, um, you know, even if what you're dealing with is a little bit more corporate, I think you can still make your language every day and and casual and make your communications fun so anyway what i'm most nervous about really in the immediate world is what my there i have two very big out of office emails coming soon okay. and one is going to be from my current job for my permanent out of office like
0: i do don't think work that, here anymore do you think you'll be allowed to set that
1: I think I'll have to set an out of office like maybe my emails will automatically go to someone, but I mm-hmm. still think someone's going to get a reply of like, Linda no longer works here. Interesting. And I think I would write that. And then the next one is, I work at my new job for a week, and then I go on a two-week vacation in Italy, which we've talked about before. Linda, Linda, Linda. I know. God, I was really starting <laughs> off terribly. But, um, and then so... That's like a lot of first impressions. Like I meet everyone one week, and yeah. then they could get an off, out of office for me. And I know that you know this about me, Morgan, but probably our like you know five listeners don't, which is <laughs> that I really enjoy out of office emails.
0: Yes, I have a lot of fun with them. And yeah, but what are you? Like, you're probably going to be getting a lot of internal media requests and stuff from people right. you don't even know yet. I know. what are you going to be doing? Like, Arrivederci.
1: That would be a good one. Yeah, that's a great (laughs) way to start. But, like, yeah, I do feel weird. Like, I probably can't do that. But, like, my last out-of-office email for a leisure vacation, like, it was novel length. I, like, wax poetic about the benefits of leisure travel for an individual (laughs) I was like hi I'm sorry I'm not responding to your email I'm off improving my mental health my relationship with my husband my friendships Mm -hmm. uh, when I get back and my worldview and when I respond to your email I'm going to be much more motivated as an employee (laughs) my bosses will understand that i am producing more than i ever have before like i basically went through all of u.s travel's uh research and i was like here is why vacations are so good and i'm gonna put in out of office email really annoy everyone who gets this
0: that's pretty amazing. Although
1: I think probably a lot of people don't even read those. But for the two that did, they really got a kick out of it, I'm sure. Well,
0: do you want to know a horror story about what happened the last time I tried to set up an out-of-office reply? Oh, God, yes. I would love it. So I've never really used Apple Mail. And I had to, at my job, well, oh, sorry. Sorry. I used to use Outlook, and that's how I used to do out-of-offices. And I kind of know how to do an out-of-office on a Gmail. I've never done an out-of-office on an Apple Mail. And that, I'm a
1: Gmail user, everyone.
0: That's what I had to do. <laughs> and I wrote it, and it was just very normal. Like, I won't be available from this date to this date. If it's important, email this person. Uh, it was not very special. Um, and then I like, was like, okay, apply the rule. And it was like, um, apply to all like incoming messages. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, my computer starts going berserk. It was right before Thanksgiving, so I started getting all these out-of-office replies to me, even though I wasn't sending any emails. Mm-hmm. And and then it was just this like ping back pong and yeah. forth out of office thing with tens of people. <laughs> and I realized what happened was. I had applied the rule to every single message in my inbox. Oh, and other people had for the past (laughs) six months that I'd worked (gasps) at the place. Oh, no. So it was going through, because I don't delete. I just keep most things because I search a lot in my email for stuff. I have a question. Why is that an option? And it was the most obvious option. Like I'm a pretty thorough, detail-oriented person. The the, the option that made the absolute most sense was the one that I picked, which also was the one that applied to every message I've ever gotten. So if I had emailed somebody three months ago and that person was on their Thanksgiving vacation, they were preemptively getting an out-of-office from me for (laughs) no reason, and then I was getting their out-of-office back – and this was happening over and over and over again. And since I work with the media, this is going out to reporters that I've emailed and who've gotten back to me one time. Like Not people I have relationships with, just oh, people God. whose emails I have. Um, and I was having a full-blown panic attack, screaming and shouting. I didn't know how to make it stop. Um, and then I, when I figured out how to make it stop, because my computer was so overridden receiving these messages... It was running so slowly, and I couldn't open that. It it was terrible.
1: It was terrible. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah, I almost cried. I can't believe that that is even an option, though. Like that yeah. seems so. I would like to know the instance when that would make sense for anyone.
0: I don't know. Well, then I left for the day, and I called Brian, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, that's what happens. Like you, Brian's a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a." IT guy at my work, which is just one of my boss's husbands, and we called him, and he was like, "Yeah, please don't ever do that. Like that the the rules are crazy. I don't know why you attempt to do that to yourself." And it's like, what, "Why I attempted to put up my own out of office message? How bizarre! How stupid!" But of now me. I know that that actually was bizarre and stupid, and nobody should ever try that. <laughs> <music> do you want to talk about another email issue? Yes. Well, I, and I'm curious about this because I don't know if you have a standard thing. Yeah. What, what is your email sign-off? So in general,
1: my sign-off is thanks, comma, Linda. Me too. So now for more formal emails, like as I just mentioned, I got a new job. But when I would send like follow-up emails about said job or, mm-hmm. or other things, I was going with best, comma. Mm-hmm.
0: Linda and mix it up. Yeah. Shut up, Coco. (laughs) Coco mixes it up. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I write best, but then sometimes I see why it annoys people. No, I do too. But you know what?
1: I like for, all right, there's two things. There's just like your normal emails to colleagues, which I think thanks is always good. Or, um, you know, I appreciate your time Right. And then just like enter, enter, Linda. Um, But there's also like the times when you have to be a little bit more formal and sincerely in an email just doesn't work. Even in a cover letter, I have to say, I think sincerely just comes off insincere. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, there are so many articles about this and and we're looking at one in particular, but there are articles that are
0: just like. The Sun's really. So Business Insider was really upset about this. They said. Thanks is not really thankful. Looking mm-hmm. forward to hear from you is a minefield of power dynamics. Best was called vulgar, lazy, and a cop-out. I lol at that uh, description, I remember. Ooh, I mean, I don't see a suggestion aside yeah. from those. Yeah, well, that's the
1: thing. It's like, what am I supposed to say? Like, if you're writing a cover letter to someone or a follow-up email after you've interviewed with them sorry Tw- 21% of people surveyed dislike peace <laughs> wait which actually in my personal emails I do write peace a lot <laughs> which I was like I can't believe a lot of people write peace like oh, I thought I was like man. the only one kind of um, but I,
0: when I write personal emails I'm like
1: oh, well, no. let's do this peace Lynn.
0: I get a lot of cheers because I work in the beverage industry yeah lame not like primarily but that's a good percentage of the emails I receive are from beer people or English? wine and spirits people. No, they're just saying cheers because like, we're talking about beer or something. Okay. So everybody does has that built in for their automatic cheers. Um, but that is much aggrieved by etiquette columnists, apparently, according to this article, <laughs> and considered annoying by 13% of respondents.
1: Wow, that's faring a little bit better than peace. (laughs) Yeah, well, that just made me
0: LOL. If I got a work email that was like, peace. Well,
1: I would never send a work email that
0: said, peace. (laughs) What about XOXO? 24%
1: found that annoying. (laughs) I I strangely do get that one a lot, but that's because XOXO (laughs) is a thing at my work. So uh, we sort of use that. I don't use it, but Mm -hmm. my mother-in-law sometimes uses OXOX to. Ox, ox. Ox, ox to uh, change things up a little.
0: That reminds me of a mutual friend we have who got a tattoo when she was like 14. Skipped school, went to South Street, got a tattoo. Her and her friend decided they were going to get XOXO on their butts so that nobody would see because Roman Catholic mom would not approve. Yeah. And when she turned, she got the tattoo and then she like went to look in the mirror and it just said ox because you're looking in the mirror backwards. Wait, so she just they just got they each got XO and the other one got XO. So when she looked in the mirror, because everything's backwards, it says ox on her ass. Yeah, so not exciting. No, that's for her to
1: look in and no. see that every day.
0: No, it's terrible.
1: Um, that's like there's that uh yo statue or sculpture <laughs> in is that in Brooklyn? Um, that if you look at it from the other way, it's oi. <laughs> I kind of like that. I, I kind of like that because it depends on your me- mood or something like, yo, boy. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I do like that. I don't know who our mutual friend is that you're talking about, but
0: I'm, well, I can't wait to ask you. Well, since had it you. removed, oh. if that helps.
1: I don't often ex- inspect my friend's buttocks. But I just but thought you
0: might have heard stories about the painful removal process. It was
1: a while ago. Oh, I think I do know. We'll talk about this post-show. Off the air. Yeah. (laughs) Tune in for the
0: post-show. I'm just kidding. We don't have that. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, email sign-offs are stupid. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just say thanks as well. Um, I would like to hear...
1: I mean, that as you're saying, that's all gripes. Like, what are good ones then? So don't write an article about how bad everyone's sign off is without offering a like here's what you should do instead yeah all right so call us listeners or not call email us <laughs> and I, and it will be telling what
0: your email sign off is it will be telling don't forget to sign off i do have another <laughs> anecdote from a friend who was writing a an email to somebody that they were that they were mad at but it had to it was a work email so you couldn't be mad and she had to like very politely state all of her gripes Um, and her standard uh, was always to say warm regards and in quickly typing it in her state of anger she wrote warm rage (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't even seem like a a mistake
1: that was made out of like <laughs> you know just like rushing it seems like that was a subconscious yeah a subconscious decision that she made yeah that's all right it happens whatevs at least that person knows where they stand
0: linda do you think you're an introvert or an extrovert Probably an introvert. What do you think you are? I think I'm probably an extrovert. And how does this relate to our <laughs>
1: grammar podcast?
0: There is a new study that reveals for the first time how different personality types react to spelling errors and grammatical mistakes. So basically, it's like when you picture somebody who is maybe quick to correct grammar or holds grammar to a high level of importance in their communication. Mm-hmm. Like, What do you think of that person is? And this new study suggests that there, there is a significant link between your personality type, uh, not maybe so much your age or your gender or your profession. So they have found the results of this test. Well, first thing they did, which I thought was really fun, there's only 84 people surveyed, so it's a really small sample, but they who did this survey um dun, dun, uh, a new study so linguists julie boland and robin queen okay i don't know who they work for um but they set up this test where they tested people's reactions to emails responding to an ad for a housemate roommate scenario So it was like, read all of these emails from your pretend pretend potential future roommates. And the emails were all different. Some of them contained typos and some of them contained grammatical errors and some were perfectly written. Mm -hmm. And then you were asked to, whether you agreed with statements like the writer seems friendly, the writer seems considerate, the writer seems trustworthy. And then you gave a score. Like that was all combined into a score, which I thought was really interesting because if I got like a jankily written housemate response i would delete it you yeah know? well it would almost seem like spam <laughs> but
1: like, i can't deal with this person
0: yeah and even and there was like really little things like you know it was either typos where it was like somebody's just typing too fast spa- too fast so they write t-e-h instead of t-h-e like were some Uh-oh, of the okay. examples yeah, yeah, yeah. and then some of them were like incorrect use of two or two or it's and it's and uh stuff like that okay so after they did that, then they tested the people's personalities based on the big five traits, which is a thing, yeah. openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. And this is how they found introverts were more likely than extroverts to rate people as poor potential housemates if their spelling or grammar was bad. Interesting. So, yeah. So so what does that mean for people?
1: Like, so... Someone who keeps themselves more is they keep to themselves because they need to spend all that time judging you.
0: (laughs) So here's the thing. Introvert is not the same as being shy. Okay, fine. (laughs) God, (laughs) what it is. I really should read these articles before the podcast. (laughs) No, it's more fun this way. So the introvert means that this person needs to work a little harder to get themselves up to the level others find normal and pleasant without doing anything hence the need for companies seeking out novel experiences and risks so um oh sorry that's what an extrovert does yeah um, i was like that seems opposite yeah. <laughs> introverted injo- individuals find themselves overstimulated by things others might find merely pleasant exciting or engaging um so basically it's people who are conscientious and have different levels of neuroses see typos as a problem and it's like a pet peeve for them. Um, whereas people who are extroverts that might be less bothered by it because they enjoy variability and engaging with people and they find that energizing. So it's like, yeah, um, I feel like I would judge certain things
1: one way, maybe. If, yeah. I, if I was looking for a housemate, so I've said in previous episodes that I like don't judge people's personal emails, but I also think if you are like potentially emailing someone that you were going to live with and share a space with, like spend some time. And <laughs> if you, I, I, I don't even think I have a reason for this, but I would totally judge it's and it's more harshly yeah. two and two
0: interesting
1: the o's only not the two yeah 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 so i don't know why but i yeah. i feel like yeah the it's should be something you catch on a second read and maybe the two you don't you don't because it's all the same letters and it's yeah. kind of like uh
0: okay see that's so that's one of your five traits that's cons- conscientiousness yeah okay um Um, yeah, so this, the writer of this article says, um, so he says he would describe himself as an introvert, but after he took the test, he realized he's, he's like 42 out of hundred, out of a hundred. Um, and the other, there's two tests. One, he got 42, one, he got 47. So he's kind of in the middle. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was a surprise to him, I guess, but he said he's also an editor and he is quite interested in language. So, um, Maybe a lot of introverts are
1: more writers, editors. So, yeah, I
0: think because he says um, his sense of introversion, um, he thinks equals like his sense of order and predictability and that being important to him. Yeah. And, and like you when things are under control. Um, I understand. Which, that person's going to come into your house.
1: They're not going to have runner's insurance. They're going to set a fire <laughs> because they're like, doing marshmallows inside because it's too cold outside they're and it's like they're doing marshmallows mm-hmm. they're doing is that the hot new drug yeah mm-hmm. oh my god I can't even like say a fake drug right now because I like don't even know I'm like heroin I don't know <laughs> so it's like if these people they're not trustworthy right if they use if they use all this incorrect grammar I kind of get it because this is like your your life it's your apartment it's your clothing it's everything you can't trust it to a to,
0: to a dirty extrovert.
1: To a dirty extrovert.
0: You know what I have to say to that?
1: Yeah, I need to get I need to open this other <laughs> bottle of wine. The, the whole time we've had this conversation, all I've been thinking about is I can't believe my wine glass is empty and I can't open my other bottle of wine.
0: Cheers, comma. <laughs> Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and give us a review. A good one. Thanks. Brian's not here to yell at you, banging on the table too much. All right, I'm sorry. God.
1: (laughs) Seriously, when he's out of the room, I go crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Everybody just ripped their headphones out of their ears and quit. This has been a riveting production.